One very important skill that every syndicator who does real estate, every fund manager who does real estate, they need to understand, even if they delegate this out, is how to do a lease analysis. In real estate, the investment real estate world, the very bottom layer, what drives everything is the lease. It all comes back to the lease. All the properties come back to the lease, right? That's how it generates the money. If it wasn't for leases, it wouldn't be real estate. It could be something else. It wouldn't be an underlying investment real estate property. So it could be still related to real estate, but it wouldn't be a real estate investment thing that you're doing. So in this video comes from, another, again, the past, but what it does is it talks specifically about how we do lease analysis. I put this video together for the very top of the industry. So the very top real estate brokers, real estate developers, people who really understood leases and understood it in context of, well, how a property is done. But when it comes to actually running a property, from an asset management point of view, not a property manager, but at, from the asset level, we need to understand the whole lease structure and where each lease lies within it. So I know you're gonna find this video useful if you do real estate at all. This is where we talk about how to actually figure out what that absolutely fundamental building block, the lease is, and all the terms and everything that move it, change our value of the prop underlying property, or the which, of course, underlies the entire portfolio. Whether you have one property or a thousand properties, it doesn't matter. One door or a thousand doors, it all comes back down to the lease. We are going to dive deep into lease analysis, also known as lease abstracting. Now, the purpose of abstracting your leases is so that you don't have to dig through the leases in order to know what the next step is. So, or when you have a tenant who's asking, can they do this or if they need that, it's all there in your lease abstract. It makes your life much, much simpler and easier to manage the property. Now, even if you are not acting as the property manager, it helps you as the asset manager under the command structure to be able to understand where you're at in your leases. It'll make it easier for you to communicate to your investors. And ultimately, when it's time to sell the property, it'll make developing that rent roll much, much easier because we actually do the rent roll as part of this process as well. So let's start at the beginning. I'm going to list out here pretty much all the things that I like to see in a lease abstract, and then I'll give you kind of some hints along the way as to whereabouts you'll find them. So first is uh, the date of the lease. This is normally at the very beginning of the lease itself. I like to know this because I like to know when this uh, was entered into. It helps me sort through uh, when everything happened in time. Because as time goes on, you're going to be getting uh, amendments made as tenants renew. And so it helps to have that date of the lease or the date of amendment at the top. I like to know when the term commenced 
or is going to commence. I want to know that so that it's very easy to see what that date is. Uh, I want to see when rent started. Sometimes these are on the same date, but it's not always the same date. So I like to know sometimes the term commences. There's a period of rent abatement and then rent starts uh, two months later, for example. Uh, sometimes it is that the term commences when the rental period starts. Uh, I'd just like to know what, what period that is. And then when is this lease expiring? I want to know that so I can keep that in mind and it's put, make it a part of my rent roll and so that I know when that lease is no longer going to be useful. Uh, I should also mention at the top here, I kind of like to put the tenant name just so I know who we're talking about and the unit number. It makes it easier. All right, so now what I like to do is I like to, when I'm writing these out, uh, everything below this part, so everything after this, I like to do two columns, um, sometimes more, uh, but certainly two columns. And what I, where I want to know is I want to know what paragraph, oops, what paragraph number I find it in. So it's very, very simple for me to see. And then I have the category. And then there is the answer. We fill in the blank. So what I, uh, for example, I want to know what the definition of premises is. And this is probably, this may be something like the premises itself is the, uh, the unit number or the premises is, you know, the whole building or whatever it is. Uh, I like to have that definition. Normally this is in paragraphs one or two or something like that. But here, let's just, let's just say in here, we found it in paragraph 1.1. 1 .1. Um, and then I would put, um, the, the specific answer. Now here, I probably am gonna use some shorthand. I would do something like um, uh, unit 201 of building. Uh, something like that. So uh, premises, I want to know what is the permitted use? Now, this is very, I mean, you're certainly going to have this as it relates to a retail building. An office building, you may or may not. There may be some restrictions on use. Certainly, if it was medical, you probably would include that. Um, if it's not medical, you probably wouldn't. Um, and then, uh, but I like to put in the permitted use. Now, in an apartment building, you probably don't have it. I may still put it there, leave it there, just so that I know that if something comes up and there's a specific um, restriction that's been put in there kind of on the way they use the property, I may put it there like it's um, like they're going to be using it as an Airbnb or something like that. I may want to know um, and I may want to know whether I gave them permission. I want to know what the square footage is in that lease. 
uh, how it's defined. I want to know what um, what parking looks like. Have they been allocated one space, two space, three spaces? Uh, how's it done? Where are those parking spaces? It's all in the lease. And again, as we're going through these, we're putting in where, what paragraph number, and we're filling in what the answer is on um, on uh, for each category. I want to know the term in months. How long is this lease going to last? I want to know what, how much have they paid? Oops. In their security deposit. And certainly as things change, sometimes you get an increase in security deposit. And so let's say this was an amendment. It may say something like they gave me $5,000 on um, June 1. Uh, 20 whatever the year is and then the following year they added $500 on May 31 and whatever that year is I may want to do that so that way I know okay and I've got a running tally of what that security deposit is. So it's always there. I never have to look at a lease and it's all done properly. Um, then I've got my renewal options. The next section I break down is, um, so these are sort of like the main, or the main sort of basic categories that probably fit into your rent roll uh, along with part of the next section. Uh, and what this does is this sort of sets up some of the more important things or not more important, the, the things that uh, are referenced more frequently. The next part I will put is I'll build a table. And what I'll do is I'll put build a table that has a rental periods Um, so that I know what time period we're talking about, how much we're talking in rent per month, what this translates into rent per year. And then I want to know also, uh, not in my apartment buildings necessarily, but maybe you might as well put it, is what's my cost per square foot? by either month or year, depending on what, what, uh, what's normal for your industry. So in California, it's month. Uh, most of the other country, it's year. Um, but whatever you are most used to seeing it is. And what the escalations are. Now, notice right now, I'm not talking about pass-throughs at all. I'm, all I'm talking about is uh, just uh, rent. So in here, I may say, um, uh, let's do an example. So I may say, June 1, um, 20 uh, through uh, May 31st. Uh, 
Uh, this is a table, remember? Uh, and so my uh, rent dollar amount is, say, oh, let's do, well, we'll do one dollar, oh, we'll do, just for to keep math easy, we'll say it's one dollar a month, um, uh, one dollar square foot a month, which means that's 12, and let's say it's a, a thousand square feet, so that's, um, that's $12,000 per year. $1,000 per month. And then my escalations are going to take place that next year, right? Most of the time, that's when they happen. And so it'll be starting. Now, obviously, you'll put this in a spreadsheet, and um, that'll be a lot easier way to do it, and you can automate the calculation of all those things as well. And so I would put now, say there is a uh, a 5%. That's an awfully high rent bump. Let's make it a 3%. Uh, and so that would suddenly bring my uh, dollars per month to $1,030. My rent per month is, let's see if I can do this quickly in my head. Uh, $12,360 per year. Uh, my cost per square foot is now $1.03. And then next year, it's going to be another 3% rent bump, for example. So that's the way I would do this next section on what the rents are. Now, I would still put the, um, over here, I would still put what paragraph number in the lease that's found, because it's going to make your life much, much simpler when you need it. So basically, we're building out a cheat sheet so that we can quickly find whatever we need to do in the lease. Because if you have a tenant in front of you and they're saying, well, why is it this? You can just simply say, oh, OK, look, paragraph three in your lease says this. Um, underneath here, I like to just put a, a section for percentage rent if, as, if it is a uh, retail space. Um, and then I want to also, now I want to go to kind of some of the other money kinds of things. So I've got percentage rent. I would put a section on um, what tenant improvements, um, rent abatement, um, construction uh, was made available. So I'd put a, a space for that. And again, always putting the paragraphs um, so I can find it. Then I would put a section for landlord repairs. Now you're not looking for this to be comprehensive. This is a table of contents or an index or whatever to make it simple for you. So I would put, you know, landlord repairs, replace carpet. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, replace carpet, um, uh, change fixtures. Whatever is normal for what you're doing. And then tenant repairs, 
Um, so this landlord repairs can be in the, the first part and then tenant repairs um, would be, you know, tenant is going to be installed. Oops. Installing um, new bathroom. Now, this is for, uh, I tend to use this for um, these specific things at the outset of the lease. You could also use this same kind of section uh, to say that the tenant is, or the landlord repairs, and I probably wouldn't, would still note it here. So a common thing in a retail space is um, the landlord's responsible for windows, doors, roof, structure, and here everything else, you know, the tenant takes care. And when there's specific different sections, I'll probably put paragraph five, and then here put paragraph seven or wherever it is again. So it's easy for me to find. Um, now, the next thing is I do build out a table of uh, operating expenses and pass-throughs. So um, here we've got, we still are doing our paragraphs, right? So, so I've got my paragraph labels going down and now I've got uh, my operating expenses. We're building another table. And so here I'm looking for the normal ones. And if you have things that are uh, in addition, great then uh, add those two. Real estate taxes, cams, insurance. Now I make this a, personally, I make this a checkbox to make it kind of simple. Um, so I put in like landlord pays. Tenant pays. Tenant pays. Parada. And then if there are any expense stops and caps. So then filling this out, you know, for utilities, it's something like tenant pays their pro rata share, um, or let's do it a little bit differently. Tenant pays, tenants paying for all their utilities, it's under their name. Uh, real estate taxes is the tenants paying their pro rata share. CAMS is that tenants paying pro rata share. Uh, insurance is paying their pro rata share, but let's say there is a, a cap on um, property taxes of no more than 3% per year. Something, just to give me an idea about whatever it says. So 
then I like to get into more of the legal type of questions that are here. So I want the section for destruction. I want the section for co-tenancy. Do they have the right to do a uh, or to have to share that space? Um, condemnation rights. Now these are probably things you're not going to need much, but it also helps when you're filling out your estoppel certificate. So that's another reason. Expansion rights. These does happen. So do they have the right to occupy another space if it becomes available? All right, and now we get into kind of the things that um, that are referenced the most. So you'll see what we've done is we've kind of referenced the things that are f very frequent over here. You know, those you're referencing all the time. Now, rents, you are referencing to some extent, but this is getting put over into your rent roll, so you're probably not referencing that much. You're referencing CAMs. Uh, this section, you're not going to reference quite as much. Um, here are the things that uh, certainly come up, and when you need them, you want to know right where they are in the lease rather than having to dig for it. So this section is um, may the uh, oops what am I doing? may the tenant assign without landlord consent and paragraphs are still going here what I do is I normally put either a, a yes or a no and then if it's a yes I want to explain um, Next question is, does a tenant have exclusivity? Uh, if do they have any exclusivity rights? And I do again, do yes, no, and explain. This, uh, these things uh, now come up much less after this. These things I certainly want to know about, but here's these are certain things that will make it easy just to have them all there for when they come up. So, um, is the lease subordinate to mortgage? In other words, do they need to sign an SNDA? The answer is probably yes, but I want to know it. And I want to know what paragraph so that I've had, I've dealt with situations where tenants have refused to sign SNDAs and, um, and it's very frustrating and it makes it much easier if you can quickly tell them right where in the lease they have to sign it. Um, I want to know, um, do they have to sign an estoppel? And I want to know where. That happens a lot too. 
And then the others are, um, is there a purchase option? Uh, I do, uh, do they have a right of first refusal? Uh, do they have any early terminations? And um, anything else? Any other thing, notes I want to put here? And then last, I like to close it out sort of the same way the lease is typically written. I want to know, is there a lease guarantee? I want to know if there are any lease amendments. And so you see, this is an evolving document. I want to know uh, who signed it. And when. Uh, one thing I should also mention is under renewal options. Uh, so, so. You, you may have options for for the uh, for the renewals. I put those up here. So I put option period one. And I put year six through ten, whatever it is. And then I'll put whatever the information is there. Um, so that way, then I've got I know at a glance that there are renewal options that are out there um, and it makes it pretty straightforward. So this purpose of lease abstracting isn't just an exercise in in um in generating paperwork this is to make your job easier and it's really to get your stuff together so that when your investors have a question or when uh, anybody has a question your property manager if that's you or if you have one uh needs something specific to provide a tenant or so you could just have a baseline so you can look at what you're doing across your center in one straight place and really kind of move everybody to getting the same similar kind of lease. This is the way to do it. So we do that with lease abstracting and this is part of lease analysis. My very first mentor taught me a very, very important thing. He said, when there's ever a question, it comes to the lease. Go to the lease, read the lease. It always is the lease. I heard that in law school. I heard that in understanding real estate. When I was studying uh, for my CCIM, my original mentor taught me that always, always, always. It's the lease that controls the entire thing. And that's why we do lease analysis. That's why we need to understand those basic building blocks. Also, as you saw in this video, it has pointers to where all those things are in the lease. So if you ever need to understand it, it's all right there for you. My name is Tilden Muschietti. I am a syndication attorney for the Muschietti Syndication Law Group. Before I was a syndication attorney, 10 years ago, before this, I was a, a real estate litigator. What does that mean? Most of the time, I was referring to the lease. I didn't do evictions or that sort of thing. But when it comes, my, my issues tended to revolve around doing cases where property was at stake, where property was the main issue 
not eviction, not tenancy, not things like that. So most of the time it was fight over the property and ownerships of the property. And when that happens, what's very important is value. And when is value, and what's the key building block in value for any kind of commercial real estate? It's the lease. And so that's why we did this video. If I can help you do your own syndication, investment fund, get you started doing your own 506B or 506C syndication, whether it's real estate or totally unrelated to real estate, I would be happy to talk with you.